0: Five, five, four, four, three, three two, one. One, zero. Welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk, everybody. Sunday night. we got Jonathan back in the house tonight. I'm sure Quinn's going to be calling in. And everybody wants to talk about college and NFL. We'll probably talk some baseball tonight as well. Hit us up at 646 716 5564. On tonight's agenda, we're going to review all of the college games that mattered over the weekend, the NFL, some excitement today, talk about where some teams are after six or seven weeks in. I can't remember. I think it's, this is week seven, actually, or six, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll talk about that. Also, which coaches should be out of a job in college football. We're going to, Jonathan's back tonight. We'll discuss more in detail Florida State, where they are, uh, you know, and, and I was thinking about Jonathan yesterday when Florida State won. You know, when you lose your quarterback, you have expectations to win a championship. You lose your quarterback the first week of the season, you have time to deal with it. You know, you have time to to look out and, and get real and keep it real as a fan. You're like, okay, let's just get better as the year goes on. I'm sure Jonathan, and he'll talk about it in a second. He wasn't thinking a national championship after losing the best player on the field. Uh, really. When you lose a quarterback, it's kind of hard. So his expectations died after about a week. Yeah, he he wants his team to get better, and they have been, and they will continue to get better, but it's like Auburn comes in, and and here I am, a sucker really. Gus Malzahn's fifth year, lays another egg at Clemson early in the season, and then he beats up on some very bad football teams in the SEC right now. He beats up on uh, Ole Miss, Missouri, and Mississippi State, and everybody's trying to get back on the gust bus, but one thing I did say to people, and, and Quinn can attest to this, and anybody that's talked to me about Auburn is, I don't I don't think they have a running game, I'm worried about it, and I don't care if they got 200 yards against Old Piss or Missouri, they were getting chunk plays, and what I mean by that is 20, 30-yard run, sometimes 70-yard sometimes run that off a reverse. To me, that's not running between the tackles. That's not how the Auburn Tigers used to do it, but watching them this year, I'm very concerned about their running ability, and yesterday, guess what? They played a terrible LSU team on the road, a team that lost to Troy, and the thing about expectations, like I was saying earlier, you know, the expectations for Auburn was a playoff, just like Florida State, just like Alabama, just like Georgia, whoever, and when you get you finally get on a real, a streak and you lose a game that you shouldn't lose. We're not the only team to do it, but it's been since 2013 that Gus Malzahn has won a meaningful game. And if you think about that, his first year coaching, he beat Georgia um, by some miracle. But let's not forget, he, he dropped a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter. With nine minutes left, it was 37-17 to 17. Auburn. You look up a few minutes later, it's 38-37, to 37, and it took a, a miracle play to win. He beat Alabama. He beat a good Missouri team. And he choked another 18-point lead against Florida State in the championship. Flip over to 14. He lays an egg against Mississippi State on the road, gets torched, gets old Miss on the road, wins that one, and he comes back. And a, uh, he was a 14-and-a-half, 17-point favorite, something like that at home, lost to A&M. Well, after that, guess what? He, he gets railroaded by Georgia and Alabama. And I think they lost the bowl game, too, to Wisconsin. 15, uh, I think it was uh, the 6-and-6 six six year where they beat Memphis. Last year, they, they collapse again. Uh, no big leads, really, but they collapse at the end of the season, Jonathan. And then here we are this year come in, lose to Clemson the way they did. And they, you know, last week in the first half against Ole Miss, they got up a 32-point lead and damn near blew it. But yesterday, Jonathan, I know you were as shocked as I was. Um, Auburn gets up to a 20-point lead. Gus goes into the tank with the play calling, Eight, 17 runs on first downs in a row. Um, very embarrassing days for the Auburn Tigers. What do you think about them?
1: I uh, I mean, Look, you know, like, like, like I, I just mentioned to you not too long ago, I um, based off of everything you had told me through our talked about Auburn and LSU and how that rivalry goes. Uh, I, I took LSU. I actually had a plus up because I figured it's going to be a tight game. We're going to see a good one at worst. I like push, um, and then all of a sudden it's twenty nothing, and Auburn looked like they were rolling. Uh, nothing could stop them. Uh, their defense was playing great. And then that, all of a sudden things just turned. And, and, and I, I couldn't remember a specific play, but you could all of a sudden feel it. The The sidelines started getting deflated. The play calling got really conservative. I, I swear Gus was staring at the clock and praying for it to, to just wind down faster. And then as soon as LSU oh. takes that lead – that, I mean, I in 24-23, I look over my, at, at my grandfather, and I go, the game's over. And he's like, what? I'm like, this game's over. Auburn will not get a first down here. They'll get the ball back one more time and not get it again. Because whatever it is, in crunch time situations, Auburn receivers can't, can't get open, and the play, Whoa. they just can't seem to make a play uh, as a whole. And, you know, it, it was very tough to watch. Considering all the madness that happened yesterday, to watch Auburn collapse the way they did was just pathetic. Now, shout out to LSU. Everybody wants to fire Coach O before he has a shot. Look, you got to give him at least a year. Detroit game was embarrassing, there's no doubt about it. Mississippi State game was embarrassing, no doubt about it. But this LSU team's not going to quit. And Ogeron is not going to quit. We've got to remember, it's going to take time. They still have Danny Eppley at quarterback. Black Canada just showed up. This offense is going to need uh, at least a year to learn the system. So, you know, it's not like uh, Auburn just lost to some bum team. They lost to a very good and talented team at LSU, somebody that I thought could win double-digit games this year. And it just so happens the way they lost is what makes it so bad.
0: Yeah, if we'd have got beat 35 to nothing or something, I mean, it would suck, but you can deal with it. But to me, there was a turning point. You tell me if you remember this. Auburn was on defense. LSU, I think we were up like nine and maybe a little bit more than that, 16. But we had an interception hit us right in the hand. And after that drop play, they threw it in the end zone for a touchdown. For a deep pass. LSU made a great play um, and scored. And I think that's kind of when – everybody started saying, whoa, hold on a minute. The injuries started piling up. Trey Matthews, I don't know if you remember this or you even paid attention, but when Trey Matthews left in the second quarter, the safety for Auburn, I started seeing the defense struggle. And they started picking on um, the safety in the corners right there where Trey Matthews was going to be. And I think it's just LSU, you credit them for what they did. And uh, because those guys have, played hard for Coach o. I, I really thought Auburn was going to whack the floor with him, uh, to be honest with you, uh, especially when it was 20 to nothing. I was like, okay, it's over. Let's get the champagne out. Uh, but then Auburn stopped, and I remembered who Gus Malzahn is. And, and, you know, the thing is, Jonathan, five years now, Malzahn's doing the same thing. And and I don't know, even if they win out, just pretend I mean that Auburn wins every game the rest of the season. I don't know if that's enough to get in the playoff. I don't think so. I mean they they take they, they a big tumble. I think the SEC's in people's minds down this year with the exception of George and Bama. But what what are the odds of Auburn coming back and actually beating A and M on the road and to get that? Because I think if, if Malzahn loses to A and M, he's gonna lose both George and Bama. So, he's going to finish the season seven and five. What do you think it's going to take for Malzahn to keep his job? I think he should be fired today. But my only fear is, who are we going to get to place him? I, I just don't think he can ever – He never come from behind, Jonathan, in his tenure to win a football game, really, besides that 13 season. He is uh, – he just collapses. He can never – once you take the lead from him, it's over. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know it's amazing how when Gus gets a big lead and they lose it, the whole team shuts down. He can't find a a way not only to keep the lead because you got to keep the foot on the pedal. Let let's start there. Okay, I mean, that's Gus's biggest issue is that he takes his foot off the gas so often when they get up by 20. Look. You know, there's such a thing as running up the score when you blow that many big leads. All right, Gus, let's have an honest conversation about that, bud. What you need to do is your team needs to get out there and get after it uh, um, uh, and and get up by 30 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, then take your gas off, because the odds of a comeback at that point are pretty much statistically improbable. Um, You know, I, I mean, it's... You know, the thing with firing a coach midseason is you have to worry about the team just shutting down for the whole rest of the season. Um, you have, you know, especially you have to worry about coaches who are a load of and know that they're probably not going to get uh, rehired to the same position That's that school. You have to worry about them just shutting down and shutting out. So, uh, if you're Auburn, I think you have to ride this wave out. But I don't know if there's a safe spot for him. Yeah, you lost to a very good Clemson team. You lost on the road to LSU let's say you beat any and you know, let, let's say you lose to Georgia and Bama, who, who look like two of the top uh, five teams in the country right now. Um, you know, okay, how are you doing your goal game? Who are you playing or are you beating them? I mean, because, I, 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 you know, I think at that point you still have to look at the whole, well, the tough schedule, let's say you lost to two playoff teams, uh, maybe even three. You could see, you know, that Alabama Georgia – are undefeated going into the SEC championship game and the way this season is gone, the loser, if it's a good game, may still make the playoff. And you know, Clemson still yeah. has a shot to make the playoff. So we're talking, you know, let's say Auburn loses three playoff teams and you lost to LSU who, let's say, finishes 9-3. Well, it doesn't look bad. It's a tough schedule. You know, it's just every time there's a big game for Auburn, Gus and Auburn are on the wrong side of it. And that's become a bigger yep. issue. Uh, they got to figure out a way to win he's got to beat either georgia or bama i really believe he has to be one of them he can lose a and who cares but if you beat georgia if you had georgia or bama that first loss of the season i think he can keep his job if you get swept and blown out by both forget about it
0: i think you're exactly spot on i think the a and m loss would hurt but i think uh, right now, if you're Auburn, you got to look at it. Yeah, you could still win the SEC, but it's it's really probably not going to happen. Let's be honest with it. Um, but you beat Georgia, you knocked them out of the playoffs or something. Yeah, that that can help you beat Alabama. But you're, you said something perfect there. It's like, okay, you, you had a tough schedule. Yeah, every team, the top teams you played, just that you lost Clemson, Georgia, Bama. You lost all three of those. Well, two of them were at home. So you can't. I mean, it's they're always on the like you said the wrong side of it. So these moral victories are okay, but um, when you're Memphis or somebody, but when you're Auburn and you've got just as much talent as anybody on that field, and I've watched Auburn play for a long time, and this is probably one of the most talented teams that I've seen them have, and for them to go into the shitter like they did last night, and even the Clemson game, it was frustrating. I could understand it. It was on the road. Your offensive line gelling. Your quarterback. I get it, but now there's no excuses anymore. But let's bring an Auburn fan named Quinn on here and see what he thinks. He's an Auburn guy, but I'm saying you fire his ass today. That's what I want to see. And I know Jonathan disagrees, but it's just it's just hard, Quinn, to keep watching this same pattern over and over and over again. We're going to end up 8-4 playing Northwestern in the damn Nobody cares about Quinn.
2: Yeah, I've been texting my grandpa who who went to Auburn who gives a crap load of money to Auburn. And uh I told him that I I've gone I've been probably the most patient Auburn fan there is with Gus. And I'm and I'm off the Gus bus. I'm done with it. You blow Yay, a twenty page.
0: Hold on. Yay. Twins on the gas bus, Jonathan. <laughs>
2: um, you blew a twenty point lead. I haven't cried over a football game since the Bears lost the Super Bowl. And I almost cried. I was so I was so pissed off. I
0: know, Quinn, uh, let me tell you this. At the game last night, it was probably a minute after the game I took my dog outside and this redneck pulls up in my neighborhood at a stop sign, and he, he's got a Georgia ad on. He looked at me and said, are you an Auburn fan? I was like, hey, you're a retarded person that can read. I said, uh, you know, you can read AU. I said, I appreciate it. He's like, excuse me? I was like, best thing you can do is drive off before I rip your damn head off. So I was angry, too, and I shouldn't be that angry at a football game, and that's my fault. But, man, I was pissed. After blowing that lead and watching you, the, like John said, than the me. offense, the receivers, the receivers going to the tank—they're they, nowhere to be found. I mean, um, I mean, I just—I don't understand it. Their best receiver was out, didn't play, didn't make the trip. Gus never mentioned that. They—they um, I, I, just Cody Burns needs to be fired, too. The receivers coach, yeah, he's an Auburn guy. Yeah, he was he great. You know, he's an average receiver at Auburn, but the guy can't coach shit. I'm I'm am i I'm telling you, man. The the, the whole offense is, needs to be rebuilt, Quinn. I know, I'm just disgusted with that, that performance. Just I, it, I don't, I'm disgusted.
2: I don't blame the receivers for the, that game. All all they were doing was was throwing long passes, which makes me think that Gus somehow got involved in the offense again. Because Chip was doing mid routes. Chip was, Chip was the one who was mixing it up the last couple weeks. And then after the first quarter, it looked like Gus was was having his say in the offense again. I agree, man. Doing were deep I mean, passes, no, 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 no short passes, no, no intermediate routes, and you know we were having success with those. So now you're telling Stidham to complete these long passes that even, and I would say he's one of the better deep passing quarterbacks in college football. Yeah. But those are still low percentage passes. Those are still really hard yeah. passes.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, Jonathan, I noticed in the Auburn or the LSU and Clemson game, one thing I noticed about Stidham is as the game went on, the guy lost his confidence. And I think it was the play calling of running every first down. Hell, you'll throw a wildcat in there on second down, get third down and long, and make him on the road against great defensive lines, Arden Key. I mean, if you look at Clemson. Have to complete third and ten yards to these no-name receivers, Johnson. I think his confidence is in the tank, and I think you you did everything to damage it. If you're Gus Malzahn, you're killing this quarterback. I think Stidham's a very good quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I still believe Stidham's a, a very good quarterback. Um, I, I think his his numbers uh, suggest that. Um, and you're right. I mean, when your offense becomes too predictable, that's an issue. Uh, As we all know, Auburn's going to run on first down at this point, so that they're going to stack the box. You know, on second down, you can expect something more intermediate, right? So your C can creep up. And on third down, you rush four, drop seven, and wait for it to come to you. And especially consider, I mean, that Clemson game was a joke. I'm surprised Stidham didn't get hurt. Because nonstop throughout the game, they set him up to fail. And you have to understand at some point that Clemson's defense is coming to eat. They're getting after you. They're pinning their ears. screens and draws. It's the one thing that you'll hear on video games, literally every level of football. They're going to tell you, (laughs) that the defensive line is getting after it, screens and draws and makes them hesitate for a second. And, and, And Auburn's play calling drives me insane. And, and, you know, I, I, I you Thank know, you know, it, it's just when you put your quarterback in position to fail, don't be surprised when he does. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, And, and Jonathan, I heard something, Quinn, you can answer too. I heard some Auburn fans upset that, that Auburn fell 10 places where Clemson lost and they didn't fall this far. Washington lost. They didn't fall as far as Washington State, but it's real easy. Uh, There's two things here why Auburn dropped so far, guys, and tell me what you think, and I'll start with Quinn. Uh, When you you lose your second game, that was number one. These other teams, that was Clemson's first loss, forgiven. Um, You know, Washington's first loss, I forgive that. Washington State, yeah, I think they should have dropped further after losing the way they did, but the way Auburn lost Quinn, Everybody that watched that realized, hey, Gus Malzahn has not changed at all. This team is not capable of beating a team with a good defense. Clemson, great defense. LSU, good defense. Georgia, great defense. i great defense, Quinn. I think they're already forecasting four or five losses. That's why Auburn hit down to number 21. Auburn
2: deserves to drop 10 spots. They deserve to drop yeah.
0: more. They shouldn't be in the yeah, top I dropped them 25. Out. Yeah, I dropped them out of the top 25.
2: Shit. You know who I want Auburn to go after? Justin Fuente Jake. at Virginia Tech. I I made a Facebook post just saying I'm not uh-huh. a fan that normally calls for coaches' jobs, but I think Gus loses his job, and I want them to offer Fuente $5 million mm-hmm. and hope that he takes it.
0: He won't. And five million is not enough. I mean, like, if All you right. want to coach. then however much like. it
2: would take. Yeah.
0: You're
2: if not Jonathan, getting for you know, Wednesday. He's in a great
0: spot. He, yeah. And here's Auburn's the deal. The SEC is not as attractive. Tech. No, I mean, right, right now the SEC is, is down because of the coaches. And um, and I think, you know, what Alabama did, Jonathan, they wanted, they wanted one guy. They wanted one person, and they bugged the hell out of him. They, they harassed him. They stalked him. They got Nick Saban. I think, if, like, for instance, if you're Auburn, if you wanted Bob Stoops or something, you wanted Chip Kelly, you go up to Chip Kelly and those guys and say, guys, we'll give you $10 million a year. We're going after our guy, Jonathan. That's what you do. If you fire Gus Malzahn and you don't have a backup plan, it's just, there's no use to fire this guy. But if you want a coach, and if you want Chip Kelly, you want somebody. And I don't, I'm not saying he's the one I want, but I'm just saying, find the guy you want, back the truck up to his house, dump the money out, and get him there. This is this is bullshit. Are you telling me you can pay Gus Malzahn five million, but you can't pay somebody else who's great eight million? Yeah. Who Who do you want, to, Tarvin? I don't know. Auburn's never had a damn good coach. Well, my you want Jimbo? Time. Pat die sucked. No, you can. I, Jimbo's a good guy. I mean, it's just the funds at Florida State, Jonathan, are not what they
1: what they need to do. You want be, Jimbo? Though. You can take him. He's actually
2: no. it's actually cheap to get him. Do you want Do
0: you like
1: Fuente?
0: Uh, I want a. I want a damn. I want a a baller, man. I want somebody like like Clay Travis said. I want somebody coming in there. With a 20-inch cock, it tells everybody that's what he is, you know. And, like, I'm tired of these little gay coaches we get, man. I mean, Terry Bowden, I I couldn't stand that guy. Don't you slander him. Gene Chizik, who, Terry Bowden?
1: Yeah, don't you slander the great Terry Bowden. If you guys had actually been patient, it could have been something.
0: He actually, actually, honestly, he did a good job. I'm sorry for saying that. You're right. He, You know, Tuberville, we had him for 10 years. The guy, I mean, he'd lose two or three games to 30-point underdogs every year and go out and beat top five teams. But, but, Quinn, if I was Auburn right now, I would go get Chip Kelly. And, and you can't wait until the season's over. You can't wait until ever – because what's about to happen is, LSU could possibly fire their coach. Tennessee's definitely. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Going to fire their coach. Arkansas firing their coach. Texas A&M's not right now, but you never know what can happen before these people start losing their jobs. And I'm an Auburn fan. I think Auburn's the best place in the world. But in the scope of things with these coaches, it's not the best place in the world. You know why? You have Nick Saban as a rival every year, and I think Jonathan that scares some of these coaches away. I don't think they want to come and play against Nick Saban every year right now. Honestly, I don't.
1: I'm so glad you said that because here's the thing. Auburn, if they fire meltdown will suffer from the same thing that Texas did, okay? And where Texas kept telling you, well, we're a great job. You should just come here. And everybody <laughs> went, mm, you're not really that great of a job. Hey, you got to play Bob Stoops every year, who's your daddy, um, B, you got TCU and Oklahoma State. I mean, it's not like you're ki- You're not king anymore, okay? All right, whereas you look at Auburn, you got to battle Nick Saban. You got to do in Georgia every year, who looks pretty darn good. LSU, who's good at pretty much every year, right? You're recruiting – where you're recruiting from, you got to recruit against Florida, Florida State – well, let's scratch Florida – Four State, Alabama, <laughs> Pleasant, Georgia, I mean you know LSU, you're in the middle of a very tough recruiting battle and and not for nothing. has I mean would you really consider it a top tier job? what are the how do you look at? It? what are the facilities like? What coaches can I get in there right um when you look at like the boosters and the fan base, how do you get ahead? Of it? the best thing Nick Satanden did was he walked into the first booster meeting and said, this is my team, this is my team, not yours. You can cheer for us, you can throw money at us, but this is my team. I make the decisions, and the Bam, and Bama Boosters went, okay, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the keys, and after 2007, they were ready to take them back, and he's like, no, 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 that was Mike Shula's team. This is my team. You will wait, and we saw what happened. Year three, national championship, undefeated, right? So you're going to need a coach who's got a, who's got a backbone because the uh if, if it's known for anything, it's known for having strong boosters who like to try and control what's going on inside the program. You're not yeah. going to get a Fuente. fuente has got a great job for Gene Tech. It's the job he wanted when he left for it. It's the job that he still wants. It's a great it's a great locale for recruiting because really he doesn't fight that too too many people for kids in his own backyard, and he's got plenty of talent there. He's on the right side of the ACC. He's got a great gig. If you're Auburn, you need to be more realistic. You need to look. Patsy's hired a coach from Houston, who had two years of head coaching experience, and it's still going to take him some time. What you need to do is you need to look at some of these up and comers. You need to look at a guy like Frank Wilson, who has SEC ties. By the way, he was he did he did coach at Ole Miss. Um, you need to look at a guy like Neil Brown, SEC ties, uh, coach, coach that played at Kentucky. You need to look at guys like Scott Frost. Um, you know, you need to look at coaches like that whose teams are doing very well. And the American Athletic, especially, because that's pretty much the Power Six conference, if you will. And they have so many good coaches. I mean, it's a shame, and it's kind of sad that the American Athletic Conference has better coaches, oh, top to bottom than the SEC. Yeah. Like you have Nick Saban and then the number two coach in the American. My, I mean Kirby Smart from Dan Mullen, is that your number two and your number three? I mean, you know, I mean you look what Scott Frost Probably. has done. You look at Neil Mazzatolo. You know, it's very, it's very tough the SEC market right now. You're gonna see some carnage. You're gonna see Butch Jones get fired. Um yo, you know, McElwain's on I mean the fan base is ready for McAwene to go. I don't think it's okay. gonna happen.
2: But, oh, you know, good, yeah. Kevin
1: Sumlin, I think, is gone. Burt, I think, is gone. Um, old Miss is looking for a coach. You know, so, I mean, the SEC is going to be looking for guys. You're so have a lot of competition directly. Whereas, you know, if Florida fires McElwain, well, that job's valued higher than Auburn. I mean, I don't know if Tennessee is yep. valued higher than Auburn, but if you think about it, it I mean, is. yeah, you're like damn every year, but you also have the SEC Switch does seem to be coming up a little bit. South Carolina's playing better. Kentucky's playing better. You know, but you also, you know, Mel at the point where he has no more time, whereas, like, Kentucky, you know, Mark Stoops got his time because the administration was patient. Granted, football plays second, but you've got to give the cook three to four years to create his own identity within the program. Does so Mel had have that? We know what's coming, and it's a shame. So I think with the coaching market right now, you need to be patient and sit back. I don't think Chip Kelly is leaving for Auburn. Chip Kelly will not leave for a program unless it's perfect. And if he does not stop, if he is not a head coach next year, he will never coach again because he gets paid Uh, too much money to sit on the ESPN broadcast booth. I'll
2: I'll throw out another name. What about Jeff Brom, who has done really good with Purdue? Great. He's
0: a great coach. Great
2: coach.
1: But but Jeff Brom is waiting for Bobby Vitrino to leave Louisville. Jeff Brom, from everybody I've talked to that knows the family and knows the ins and outs, Jeff Brom wants to go back to Louisville. His daddy played there. Him and his brother played there. He coached there. Jeff Brom wants to be the head coach at Louisville, which obviously doesn't make me too happy since they're in my division.
0: Well, guys, I'm going to tell you something about the Auburn job real quick. Uh, Jonathan, you mentioned Tennessee and Florida. I think those jobs are valued higher than Auburn right now. And I hate to say that, but it's the truth. I mean, Tennessee is Tennessee. They've settled and settled and settled. That's their fault. And I think you have to blame the president Maybe I think Florida, man, that's a great place to coach right there. They're not going to put up with this crap anymore. But here's the deal with Auburn, guys. This is the reason you see the these Pencil dicks get hired there. Um, Gene Chizik, Gus Malzon, Tommy Tuberville. Well, Jay Jacobs is probably the worst AD in the country uh, by far. He's a, he's a evil. He's he's about to get fired too. But one thing he's allowed Pat Dye put Jay Jacobs in place because you know why? He can tell him what to do, how to do it. Um, so really, when you look at Auburn right now, people don't. It's not a great job because they know when they come in. They're going to have to come in and tell Pat Dye, hey, you shut up. You don't say anything. If you notice, when Pat Dye, when Tuberville was there, Pat Dye stayed away for a while. I don't know if y'all noticed that or not, but Pat Dye wouldn't come near the program because Tommy Tuberville told him, hey, you're killing us here. But the politics at Auburn is what's keeping them back. Alabama's got saved, he runs the school, he runs the state. And Jonathan, until Auburn decides to fire their AD and to get somebody in there with some balls that says, "Look, we're going to win football games and we're not going to play these politics, I think you're going to have them struggle to find someone. That's why, Gus Malzahn, you can't just fire him right now without knowing for sure you have a, a top-tier coach, and I don't know if they can get it right now or not. It's a great It's a great facility. Um, It's a great place, Jonathan. I mean, Auburn is a, a great place to, to, to be a fan and to, to be a student there, but right now, You've got to deal with, like you said, Georgia, Alabama every year. And right now, it's just not looking good with Jay Jacobs. He's about to get fired. So, so my question, Jonathan, Ken Auburn, who's going to fire Gus Malzahn? Is Jay Jacobs going to fire him? The guy that's about to lose his job? Is he going to make a call like that? So, how does Gus Malzahn get out of there? And if so, how do they hire a top-tier coach without an AD, really?
1: Um. Uh, you know, that's the same question they're having at Nebraska right now. now it sounds like Nebraska's is going to have an AD before they hire a coach. Um, so that, that that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But
2: They have hired an AD.
1: There you go then. Um, so, I mean, if you, so the thing is, Jay Jacobs might fire Gus Malzahn to try and save his own skin. And If it comes down to Jacobs or Malzahn, he will fire Malzahn to try and save his own job. Now, obviously, there's still the idea of they might try and con him into doing that, and then they'll fire him anyway. Um, You know, because you you see the athletic director hires within your own conference, and Florida and Alabama have two of the best ADs in the country right now. Um, So, you know, as as you're Auburn, you have to look at that and go, well, you know, we might need a big-name AD who doesn't take a shot on Bruce Pearl, um, who doesn't. Uh, and sit there and ride miles on and just be okay with mediocrity, which is kind of what A&M's doing. Now. The only reason A&M is reading out with someone is because the buyout's so large. Well, guess what? That buyout's not large at the end of this year. And that Those boosters want him gone no matter what. A&M would have to completely win out and make the playoffs and probably even win the national championship for them not to fire him at this point. Like, that's how dead to right someone is. So, I think if you're Auburn, if, you can get, if Jay Jacobs gets fired, Malzahn gets fired, you bring in a new AD who brings in his own coach. It's a whole thing. It's kind of like the NFL. When the NFL team gets a new GM, he usually likes to pick his own coach. Okay? As a new AD, they also like to do the same thing. So I football is your big money uh, – uh, it's your big revenue sport. Right? So they want to pick their guy or them towards greatness. Um, that's why I think John Curry is going to fire Butch Jones because he just got there uh, from Kansas State, and, and I think he wants his own guy as well. So those are things you also have to factor in. So if Jay Jacobs is fired, Malzahn is fired. If Malzahn is fired, you know, Jacobs just made a last-ditch attempt to save himself.
0: Yeah, this is coming, guys. I mean, look, Malzahn, one thing he's done before we get off Auburn, he's, he's recruited very well, and, and he's got some good coaches to come there and actually work with him to care about Auburn. Um uh, it, look, my emotions tell me to fire him. My heart tells me to fire him. Um, you gotta win games. That's the thing. And and I think the number one thing is they're waiting on Jay Jacobs is gonna have to get fired. I mean, letting these coaches screw softball players. Um, I don't know if y'all remember those murders. Those three players that were killed. And I can't remember exactly all of it. The robbery. Uh, There's just so many things that happened under under. Jay Jacobs and the hire Bruce Pearl with now this thing going on with Chuck Person and the basketball program, it's time. So fire don't fire Malzon until you have somebody locked in because Malzon's better than a lot of coaches out there because one thing programs need is stability at least. You, you want an eight or nine win coach, at least he's built that and now you bring somebody in. That's the key. You bring somebody in that can win with this kind of talent now. It's not like you bring a coach in, he's going to have to rebuild. Hell, this team is loaded. You just want a coach that can keep the recruiting where it is and that can that has an imagination that can lead. Keith Evans, I don't know if you know him, Jonathan. He may be a little bit before your time. And Quinn, um, he said he wants now he's on fire right now. He wants to step in as the interim and show you how to motivate these players. I don't like the way he did that, though. But he just pissed off like everybody else is. All right, let's move off Auburn for a few minutes and – it seems like that's all we talked about. Let's start at Friday night. That happened. Clemson fell to number seven in the polls in the AP with a loss on the road to Syracuse. Jonathan, I think that was. The, I think you called something like that before the season. That's why I was saying when Clemson had to travel to Syracuse. Maybe it, it wasn't that one, uh, but it just seemed right for Clemson to have a bad game. I never thought that they would have a bad game and lose it, but when their quarterback went out, and they were down 17 to 14. You know, it just left the possibility. But I left away, like Street said, Saturday. I, I was very impressed with Syracuse in that game. But Clemson, uh, they, they stayed above Miami in the AP, Jonathan, and I think they should have. The coaches put Clemson behind Miami, which is stupid. Uh, what do you think about Clemson? I, I think they have a decent shot to still make the playoffs out of the ACC. That one loss is not going to hurt them, I don't think.
1: Um. You know, I think Clemson is a great football program. And what Dabo Sweeney has built there really is something special. And, you know, Dabo is a lot like Ogeron and, and where he was never really a coordinator. He was a good recruiter. He's a good motivator. And he put guys in charge of his offensive defense that he felt could lead him to greatness and give him full control. We've seen what that happens. You know, runner-up, a national championship. Again, you know, this looks like a program that was consistently building, reaching Mountain Point. And, again, this year when we all thought they'd take a step back, they really haven't. I mean, the Syracuse game was concerning a little bit because Syracuse outplayed them in the first half. And Clemson's defense almost looked like they didn't want to be there. Um, And that's an issue. Now, granted, you you could say it's a look-ahead spot. They're trying to get to the bye week, get out of dodge, what what it is? But you still have to win that game, and then Bryant goes down, and boy, that was ugly. Uh what happened afterwards? Like Clemson's offense yeah. was just a mess. Um, you know, do I think I I have Miami ahead of Clemson in my poll? Just because Miami's still undefeated, unfortunately, um, but I do have Clemson high up there. I still think that this this team has a great shot. They have one big test left, and it's that game at North Carolina State. If they can get by North Carolina, because they're going to beat Florida State in South Carolina, okay? If they can get by North Carolina State, they're in the playoff. But North Carolina State's on an easy out this year, guys.
0: Yeah, they they look tough. That loss to South Carolina was, was uh, I don't know, the first game of the season, you know, trying to figure it out. North Carolina State's good. And that, that's the game you called right there, the North Carolina State game. That's the one you said was dangerous. I remember that. It wasn't the the Syracuse game. But I look at it, guys, and I'm looking at the AP poll right now, Alabama, Penn State. I agree with those two. Georgia, I'm not sold on them all the way. Kirby Smart's got them rolling. I still want to see them play a great defense and see how that offense does. I think Auburn does have a chance to beat Georgia in a few weeks if they don't collapse. TCU at four. Look, Jonathan, I'm not buying TCU all the way just yet. I don't like their quarterback, the guy that was at a and M. I I just think the Big 12 is a hot mess. Uh, Quinn, let's ask you about TCU and the Big 12. I think it's a hot mess right now. I'm not buying TCU as a playoff contender right now. I think uh, Wisconsin, uh, Clemson, maybe even Oklahoma will, will beat out TCU. They're not going to be there well, at the end.
2: No. Well, the thing with TCU, I like them. They have a good coach. They're – they their defense. They seem to have a de a defense like they did a few years ago. They I think by far they probably have the best defense in the Big Twelve, which is huge in a defense in a, in in a league where there is no defensive play and there's a team who plays defense and can put up points. I mean, they're they're a dangerous team. I think they can, I think they can beat Oklahoma. I I mean. The Oklahoma yeah, looked bad against Baylor, lost to Iowa State, and and uh, and almost lost to Texas. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't really know how good Oklahoma is. I I think that that beat down them beating Ohio State was a fluke. That's what it looks like at this point. I mean. I, and Oklahoma can't play defense, so that gives TCU a great
0: shot. You know, you know why Oklahoma beat Ohio State, uh, Quinn? Because Ohio, Ohio State, State, State doesn't asleep. have a quarterback. They can't throw the ball. They can't throw the ball down the field. And, Jonathan, has Ohio State figured that out yet? Uh, it looks like they're beating up on the cupcakes of the Big Ten right now, but I still am not told that this team can throw the ball down the field and win. I think that's why Oklahoma beat the piss out of them.
1: I mean, I have Ohio State at number 15 in my poll. Um, Oh, look, JT Barrett. Look what he did against Maryland, and look what he did against Rutgers, and look what he did against – hold on a second. Let's lift that off again. Maryland, (laughs) Rutgers, or – oh, Nebraska? You mean like really bad Nebraska? Okay. Um, So the one game they played against a good opponent, Ohio State's offense was a joke. Yeah, no, their offense hasn't been figured out yet. Yeah, they've taken advantage of a weak slate. I'm interested to see how they do against Penn State, and uh, definitely interested to see how they do against Michigan State. And Michigan, whose both defenses look very good. Um, you know, I mean, looking look, look at that, look, TCU was my favorite dark horse to end of the year. I, I you know, I thought them uh, North Carolina State were the two teams that could really, uh, and Stanford were the three teams that could really create chaos and their conferences, and maybe even sneak away into the playoffs. Stanford, probably not. North Carolina State and TCU, no Um I, I'm looking at TCU, and this is a team that, if the defense improved from last year, had a shot to win double-digit games. The defense is back to Gary Patterson defense. This offense is explosive. Am I a big fan of Kenny Hill? Nobody does enough, right? This is a team that, you, that in all reality, throttled Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State put some points out at the end and make it look close. But they, they just beat them alive. And they did it with running for most of the game. Um, so I think TCU is, is, is a contender. I think that's a real team. Um, do I think they can beat Bama? No, I don't think many teams can beat Bama right now. Um, <laughs> but I have Nobody. TCU number three, personally. And I think this is a very good team that could run the table. Now, they do have to play Oklahoma. But they've already gotten past Oklahoma State. They got they manhandled Kansas State, you know, who was another team that was everybody's favorite dark horse of the Big Twelve. I honestly, I think TCU can beat Oklahoma. The sad reality is that they'll have to play Oklahoma or Oklahoma State again in the Big Twelve championship because the Big Twelve is stupid, and that's where TCU can get nicked. Um, with that being said, I think TCU is the best team in the Big Twelve. I think Oklahoma is a very good team. I throw the Tech game out. Um, that's, that, you know, the, the rivalry game of that magnitude is always funky. Uh, I look at the, you know, at the Iowa State game, and like Oklahoma, and you look at the stats. They have a clunker every year when they lose where they're a double-digit point favorite. And I would think with a team that has shown to be uh, explosive in offense at times. Now, granted, Texas, they were horrible. Iowa, they were good. You had to figure out who was what. You threw out a walk-on quarterback who actually was a scholarship player. I can't remember where. Um, you know, but it's not like he was some bum. And, and Iowa State just, just punched him in the mouth and kept getting after him. You know, but we also saw the way, you know, that Washington lost and Clemson lost and Washington State lost, that this year is going to be a funky year, and you're going to see upsets like that. And so I'm going to, I, I look at that result, and it's not a great result, but at the end of the day, it's not the nail in the coffin the Big 12 is an interesting conference because you have three teams at the top, and then you have this uh, this middle group Big
0: drop with off. Tech
1: and West Virginia and Texas. That's the middle group that you need to look at and pay attention to and see if they can cause some havoc.
0: Well, I look at TCU and that the defense is what I'm – I know, Quinn, you said they have a great defense. I looked at it – when I watch them play, I still think they have some holes. But, again, it's still early in the season. Now we're halfway through. At Iowa State, I don't think TCU is going to have too much trouble. Texas is on that schedule. At Oklahoma, at Texas Tech. Baylor, that's a cakewalk right there. But, like Jonathan said, what worries me for the Big 12 is that conference championship game. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you just say you're TCU and you, you lose to Oklahoma. On the road, and that's the only loss you have. Probably, chances are you're gonna play Oklahoma again and and if you don't beat them, you're out or if even if Oklahoma wins, I don't know if that's gonna be enough. but it's a that's a tough conference to to call right now. that is it's, it's not a great conference, but it's a pretty good conference to where, like Jonathan said, you've got like three teams um that are very good. You've got a middle group that can they can score some points and beat you, but then you got Kansas and Baylor, they're just terrible. But I'm I'm interested to see. I'm not ready to. I just don't think TCU is going to be able to hold up with that defense. But nobody in the Big 12 has one. If you put TCU against Bama, it's over. And, you know, just like you said, if you put TCU against Clemson, I think it's over. But, you know, I don't think TCU matches up well with some of those the big the big dogs really. And Clemson to me is still a big dog until somebody can beat them again. They 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 just laid an egg, but. But, Jonathan, I I commend you for having them in your top 15 only, putting Ohio State down. Um, I just wanted to say that because they're they're just a team that they're bullies is all they are. I hope Penn State comes into Ohio State and beats the piss out of this team and gets them out of the conversation once and for all. My God, Ohio State can lose 10 games and still be talked about a playoff. So here's another overrated team, guys, real quick. Southern Cal, Jonathan, is number ten in the coaches poll and eleven in the AP. What is it going to take to drop these schools out? I mean, they're they're awful. I mean, it's the coach. The coach is terrible. The team is not serious. They're not consistent. Notre Dame, Jonathan, will beat the piss out of Southern California. What? what, what, what hey, don't sing this, like, them. No, no don't guys? say
2: that. Don't say that. Don't say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. <laughs>
0: Well,
1: they all right, are, so quick. are going to kill them. I have Notre Dame number seven. I have USC number 12. This ought to be a good matchup. Here's the thing with USC. They do not have a bye week at all. From game one to the conference championship game, there's no break for them. That's the tough part, and they dealt with a lot of injuries. Not only were they replacing three guys on the offensive line and maybe the best receiver from last year in Juju Smith-Schuster, but uh, but they've also seen guys in those positions go down. You know, when they lost to Washington State, they didn't have, I believe it was two of their starting offensive the linemen and the number one receiver in and Burnett, who was massive last night. They don't beat Utah without him. So, and, you know, the issue with USC is attrition. They're battling injuries right now. Uh, and, you know, playing Utah is a tough game. Uh, you know, they're just a tough team that's going to try and clinch them out to beat you off. Um, I think, you know, that USC has a great quarterback. Um, they have a great running back. And I think that's done enough to help them get by. That Washington State game, one of the games that you circled at the beginning of the year, you're like, something weird is going to happen here, and sure enough, it did. I think, look, looking ahead for USC, they've got to find ways to be able to stay healthy. They've got to just gun teams now. Get up by 40 points, pull your guys. You have to, because they cannot afford injuries, especially along that offensive line, which is just, it just seems like it's been cursed this year.
0: Well, guys, um, we've got a caller, Joe, out of Pennsylvania. He wants to talk about the Penn State-Ohio State game. We'll come back to the Notre Dame-Southern Cal game. All right, Joe, you're on, buddy. Welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. Thank you, sir. I uh, heard a comment about Penn State
3: beating the piss out of Ohio State. Let me tell you guys, if someone beats the piss out of each other, it's going to be Ohio State beating the piss out of Penn State. Ohio State is right after the Michigan game for Penn State. Last year, Penn State beats Ohio State. This is a revenge game coming off of the Michigan game. This is a very tough spot for Penn State if you look at that angle as intangibles. I agree. Um, uh, Ohio State, guaranteed, guys, is at least going to be a four-point favorite in that game when they play Ohio uh when they, Penn State goes to Ohio State at mm-hmm. least four points. Um, Urban Meyer gets better as the year goes all the time. Um, Oklahoma, I mean, it was what? The second, third game of the year, so I don't take much stock. They're they're flat out destroying teams now, kind of like Alabama. Is. Yeah, but yeah but, and,
0: yeah, but yeah, but they're destroying high school defenses though. I mean, it's just like I that know, quarterback bear. it's still sucks.
3: But just especially after this weekend, the shakeup of all the teams losing, Ohio State's Ooh. right back in it. And, and, and it wouldn't shock me, guys, if you saw a two-loss Ohio State somehow get in that Final Four if they were to oh, beat no. Penn State. What do you mean, oh, no? Clemson just lost. Washington yeah. just lost. You're telling me if Ohio State beats Michigan and Penn State, they couldn't get in with two losses?
0: Who who, who, who who are they gonna lose to though? Who's Ohio State gonna lose to? That's, if they beat Michigan and Penn State, who are they I mean they, lose they could to lose their second game. They they could lose that
3: they could lose that uh conference championship against Wisconsin, right? No, get yeah, but
0: they're, they're out that. if they do that. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but I they're wouldn't out if they that. lose that. I
3: don't know. If if they beat Penn State and Michigan, um those are, you know, two top ten teams to go along with Oklahoma. You start looking Michigan's at power schedule. Michigan's terrible.
0: Michigan's well, terrible. You're telling, me,
3: you're telling me a one-loss Clemson that lost to Syracuse might would definitely get in over Ohio State if Ohio State beat Michigan and Penn State
1: yes. as bad as the yeah, ACC a is this year? Team. Yeah. yeah. A two-loss Ohio State
3: team? I don't State know.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. Beating Florida State ain't no great shakes this year in the ACC if you're Clemson. Right, I mean,
1: but uh, I mean, when you're talking about wins over Auburn, uh, a win over how do you Florida State, Louisville, North Carolina State, tough, uh, South Carolina, and then probably a conference championship win over either San Diego, Virginia Tech, or Miami. And, and that those are, in all reality, quality wins. I mean, even if you take Florida State out of the equation, there's still four quality wins there. Uh, I don't know, and if Ohio State were to lose to Wisconsin in the conference championship game, that opens the door for Wisconsin being 13-0 or 12-1. and because then you look at their schedule, they really only have one game in the regular season, and that's Michigan. And then you they have the conference championship game. You know, that's obviously assuming they're not going to slip up somewhere between, but if you look at the rest of the Big Ten West, the, the, the next toughest team was probably Purdue. And, and they, they just took care of business there. So I think Wisconsin, in all reality, would get in if they were to beat Ohio State. And that might shut Ohio State out, because if there's going to be any weirdness with the playoffs, I think it would be more of Alabama and Georgia getting in. Um, then it would uh, Ohio State with two losses not being a conference champion getting in,
0: especially after the backlash from last year Well let, let me let hey, say Joe, this First Joe all, I it's... want to ask you something real quick Joe I want to ask you something okay. last year when Penn State when Penn State beat Ohio State and Penn State won uh, the Big 10 and uh, do you think Ohio State deserved to get in over Penn State at that time <laughs>
3: Uh but you know what that I was completely on, and, I, and I'm actually, you know, from Pennsylvania. I was completely on the fence on that. It, it just could have went either way. I mean, I because you start looking at okay, well, Penn State beat Ohio State, but that Michigan loss where Penn State got absolutely destroyed last year, I couldn't mm-hmm. get that out of my mind. I could not mm-hmm. get that game out of yeah. my mind because what was what was the final in that game, guys? Wasn't it a thirty point game at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah the I was looking the at it, I could just not get that game out of my head, that Michigan game, to put Penn
0: State in, I guess.
3: Yeah, you're
1: right. No, I I mean, I mean, that was, was the reason
0: teams. they didn't get in. I thought Ohio State was the better team at that point, like, you know, with the one loss, even though they didn't win their conference. But I think Ohio State this year, I don't think they have the the strength of schedule – that Oklahoma loss would hurt them if they – if they end up losing to Wisconsin, I don't see two Big Ten teams getting in. If you lose, the way I look at it, if you lose your conference championship game, unless you're undefeated, like Jonathan said earlier, if you had Bama, Georgia, both 12-0, and 0, and it was a close game, both of them could get in. But Ohio State-Wisconsin is an elimination game, really. Who's going to make the playoff would be the winner. I think if Ohio State loses one more time, they're out. That's just my well, case. Unless they know. won that conference championship somewhere.
3: If Ohio State did play Wisconsin, I just said a what if, if if Wisconsin were to beat them. Look at the last two weeks; both they got a common opponent in Nebraska, right? Um, Nebraska had Wisconsin, you know, basically an even game early in the fourth quarter. Um, Wisconsin just, you know, squeaked out a you know one one score possession against a Purdue team. Um, Ohio <laughs> State absolutely obliterated Nebraska. Um, I think Ohio State's the superior team. That was just a, a what-if if they were to meet in yeah. Ohio State would how to somehow lose. In my opinion, guys, Ohio State's the best, second-best team in the nation um, behind uh, Alabama.
0: Wow. Well, thanks, Joe. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for calling in the way in scores. I, I can't say Ohio State's the second-best team in the country, Glenn, Um right now. And just looking at it. And, you know, I, I just can't right now after losing to Oklahoma. And, again, I think Ohio State's probably better than Wisconsin. I think they're, they've got the better athletes. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't think that Ohio State could get in losing two games. I don't think anybody – I think your only shot of, uh, like, for a two loss, and it's not going to happen, so please don't say it's going to, um, if Auburn right now won the rest of their games with two losses, Beat Georgia, an undefeated Georgia team. Beat an undefeated Alabama team, and beat a Georgia, a one-loss Georgia team again. Jonathan, that's to me the only chance of a two-loss team in the playoff this year. I don't see any other scenario. (laughs) Um,
1: I mean, right now I I I have to agree with you. Um, and and that you know Auburn's schedule actually sets up to where they would have to let's say beat Georgia twice and beat Alabama. Uh, to get in, and that's, you know, what you would consider, I guess, uh, three real quality wins, <laughs> you know. But, you know, nobody else really has that on their ledger. I mean, I guess, you know, the ACC might be able to see something funky with uh, 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 the way, you know, Clemson and, uh, and Miami, how, how that could shape up because you, you could have Miami undefeated and, you know, Clemson out rolling in, and let's say Clemson beats Miami, all of a sudden you're like, well, maybe wait a minute, Uh, but in all reality uh, I think the odds of a two-conference bid are very slim to begin with Um, and and it would be really hard to see uh, not only a two-conference bid, but a two-loss team right now. There needs to be a lot more chaos for a two-loss team uh, to to get into the playoffs at at the current uh, moment uh, that we're in. Now, since, you know, 2007, as wonky as the year as that was, where we had a two-loss national champion at LSU. If we see wonkiness at that level, it could happen, no doubt about it. We yeah. could see it. But I just don't know if this season is on pace for that. Granted, already, you're like, wait a minute, we've got some shakeups on shakeups. Let's see how this party plays out. Um, you know, seven top 25 teams go down to unranked opponents. Uh, but I, I still think we need to uh we need to pump the brakes a little bit. If, you know, we get four weeks in a row where the number two team uh loses, then yeah, let's let's start having that conversation.
0: And and you know, I think I think Ohio State they'll be favored, just like Joe said, they'll be favored four points over Penn State. If they win that game and and they play Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship and they win, put them in. But Ohio, Ohio State at that point was deserved. Uh, they would have earned a playoff uh, berth because it's on paper. You look at Ohio State, they're, they're one of the top teams. They are the second-best team in the country probably on paper. If you look at the talent they have, they're right there with Clemson and Bama right now. Even Florida State, the talent they have. But, again, it's not one on paper. It's, it's one on the field. I did agree with Ohio. I didn't like either Penn State or Ohio State last year, but I agree. I thought it was okay that Ohio State made it. But let me tell you this. There's no way in hell a two-loss team will ever get into the playoff without winning their conference. And if it's, if it's Auburn, if it's Clemson, if it's Ohio State, if they have two losses, if they win their conference, that's the only shot a team has. That's it. The scenario I gave you with Auburn – uh, losing two games. That's the only time. They lost early. They lost on the road both times, close games. But if they were to and, – and here's the deal, Jonathan. Not many teams get a chance to play number one and then turn around really the next – or number two and turn around the next week and play number one and then the championship play that team again is probably number five. You don't get that chance. That's why Auburn is in a, a weird situation here in a the spot. They play the, the top two teams in the country at the end of their schedule. A lot of teams don't even play a top-ten team all year.
1: Right. No, you're, 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 you're exactly right. That's why, you know, you can still technically talk about Clemson being in that situation where they could play, um, like you said, they could play number two, number one, and then Clemson number five in a span of three weeks. You know, uh, it, it really it really does set up for that. But, you know, I, I think I I think at this point we need to see a little more shape out, Um, you know, the Pac-12 and the Big 12. I mean, look, guys, if Notre Dame runs the table, it's going to be hard to keep them out at this point. Um, Especially if you You actually up winning that conference at Michigan State, who has performed really well this year and bounced back here like, you know, very few of us predicted. Uh, You know, I mean, I remember uh, looking at my projections and thinking, this Michigan State team, could do something and let myself get talked out of it, uh, and had them until in right around uh, six, eight, five and seven to seven and five. Whereas, you know, on all honesty, you're like this Michigan State team could make a run, and look at them right now. Their only loss was to Notre Dame. Granted, it was a poor showing. They beat Michigan, which granted, we should all expect because whenever they're a double-digit dog in Michigan, they 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 beat it. They beat them. It's like the last eight times. Um, you know, so I, I think you know. The Big Ten East is a very tough division because you have four good teams. The SEC West is a tough division because you have three good teams. The ACC Coastal, or the Atlantic, I apologize, is a tough division because you have four good teams. Uh, You know, so I think the winners of those divisions, barring losses and, and, and their conference championship games, will get in.
0: Yeah. And the the SEC East is a a killer right there with Georgia favored four touchdowns in about every game they're going to play in. So, man, that's a – it's crazy. Georgia is guaranteed in the SEC championship game right now, guys. It's not even a question, is it? I mean, does anybody argue with that, Georgia is in the SEC championship game? No,
2: I'm not arguing that.
1: Uh, I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to raise my hand. Okay, Kentucky, here's the thing with Georgia. Can we trust Georgia yet? Are we sure we can trust? I, look, they look good them right now, no doubt about it. But can I mean, there's the past four years they've supposed to win this division. In the past four years, they find a way to lose it in the dumbest way I mean, this is the same division that had Florida twice and win it in years when we went, how? So, my
0: I think what Georgia is I need issue? to see them beat can, Florida. Can they do it? Is Florida in Georgia's head right now? Because I kind of like LSU on the road getting one in 18 years. Like Kentucky, Florida and what, 20 years or something. 71. They got in their head. Is, is Florida in Georgia's head right now, Jonathan?
1: I think they are. But, and that, that leads to outcomes. Florida's going to beat Georgia with some stupidity, which is going to drive me insane, just like the way te- the Tennessee and Kentucky lost them. Or Georgia's going <laughs> to beat the ever lending dog out of Florida, and they're going to be wearing uh, gator boots and belts and hats all the way back to Athens on that bus ride. That, I mean, that, that, that's what, those are your two outcomes. There's no way Georgia wins a tight game against Florida. They'll lose that game. So, for Georgia, if you can beat Florida, I will buy in. And right now, I have them number five. I'm about as bought it as I can get on Georgia, uh, even with the way their defense well, Jonathan, was last night against Missouri.
0: With the Florida game, just say they do skin by that one, and they got South Carolina the next week, a physical team, and then the next week they go to Auburn and then they go, they're back at home against Kentucky, and then they go on the road against Georgia Tech. There is no bye week for this team that I see. Oh, yeah, that's after, they have this week off. But, I mean, they've got Florida, a big rival game, South Carolina, a trap game that's right in between the Auburn and Florida game. I, I don't trust Georgia right now. I could see them losing two of those games. I could see them losing to Florida. I could see them losing Auburn. Auburn. Hell, I could see them even losing to South Carolina or Georgia Tech. Kentucky, probably not. I don't know, but those are, those are five tough games right there to end the season because, you know, two of them are huge rival games, Florida and Auburn, or three of them, Georgia Tech. And Kentucky and South Carolina are kind of sneaky, Jonathan. They're kind of a little sneaky, but you better watch out. They're both trap games in between rival games. <laughs> it's, um, mm-hmm.
1: If Georgia Tech. Yeah, win exactly. it,
0: they deserve it. They deserve it. If Georgia runs to this table, beating Notre Dame on the road, uh, beating Auburn on the road, beating Florida finally, beating Georgia Tech on the road, I hope the hell they, they blow Alabama out of the water. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't trust them. I could see Florida winning this damn division still. I mean, what's Florida's record right now? They're 3-2. and and That's the problem. If they can beat Georgia head up and Auburn take care of Georgia, all of a sudden Florida's – Back in the driver's seat, probably in the SEC East. But it could happen. We've seen some stupider things happen no. in no. the SEC. Georgia's going to kill Florida. They
1: better
0: kill ah, It's a mental thing, man. That mental, just like at Auburn against LSU yesterday, that stuff's mental, man. They got up 20 to nothing, and they panicked. They, they were Florida's afraid to
1: terrible. lose. is terrible. Florida is
0: terrible. Those LSU. Those LSU.
1: Florida should be one and four, but thanks to the ineptitude of Kentucky and Tennessee, we're talking about a three and two Florida <laughs> team that still has a shot to win the SEC East as long as they take care of business against Georgia. And that is a sad and scary thought. And I'll tell you what right now. Florida, I don't know what Satan you paid off. Okay, but you I, 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 I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find him, and I'm gonna get that refund because I would appreciate to have a little bit of that luck now and then. So it seems like Florida State's not a snake bit a snake bit can get. And I'm tired of y'all women because Kentucky doesn't cover a receiver, or Tennessee throws the ball seven straight times inside the five with the running backs been killing you all game. Or better <laughs> yet, you don't even cover the receiver at the end, start at the end of the game. Like, come on. Like, so here here, here it is. Florida's got to die. This has – somebody has got to play this. Because if not, they're going to keep pulling off these stupid wins. They're going to make you pull your hair out and go, how and why can I get this?
2: Well, Florida lose to Georgia, they'll lose to South Carolina, and they'll lose to Florida State. They're not in the conversation.
0: They're done. I hope so. I hope so. I hope you're right. I want, I want Georgia undefeated uh, when they play Auburn because that's a lot of pressure on that Georgia team. I want Georgia yep. meaning – I want that game to mean something in the SEC championship, whether it be uh, Auburn or Alabama or A&M, whoever the hell they play. I, I just want it to mean something. But Florida, is time to end them. They're, you got to cut the devil's head off here. you got to make sure they're dead. Hey, before we get out of college, let's move on real quick. To Jason on the line Jason, um, rest in peace To your Oregon Ducks buddy they, they're, they're
2: dead Yeah, they're, they're dead don't know, but, um, Yeah, we don't have a quarterback <clears throat> We don't have a quarterback uh, Our two quarterbacks One one played wide receiver last year And one of them thought he was going to let it sit this year Oh well
3: It's a real Uh shame, because Oregon
1: Oregon really could beat Washington State, and they would have put up a fight against Stanford. But look, we talked about it before the year. This was going to be a tough year. Willie Taggart always Mm -hmm. has really tough transition years his first year. You guys have pieces, though. There's positive building blocks here. You mm-hmm. gotta to have to take your lumps this year, but understand that it's gonna pay off in the long haul. You have a great coach. You have a really good coaching staff. You guys are gonna recruit really well. Justin Herbert, hopefully he comes back healthy because he he looks very good. Um, you know, there, there's something there. So don't don't hang your head. There, there, you guys, it, it's gonna to be tough, especially without Herbert. But Oregon is going to be it, it's, it's going to compete and contend for the Pac-12 title. From next year on, as long as Willie Tiger and his staff are at Oregon, I promise you that things will get
2: better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, thank you for that um, speech. But yeah, um, yeah, Tiger's going to get the job turned around and eye It's just, it's when the, you lose, you're starting the
0: quarterback, it's up. So. Yeah. So and Jason, are you guys going to make that, a bowl? John? Do you think you've won? You've won four games right now. Can you win two out of five? Can you beat UCLA, Utah, Washington, Arizona, or Oregon State? Can you win two of those? I, I think we can. UCLA has the worst run
2: defense I've seen since Oregon last year. All right, that <laughs> one defense is terrible. Okay, and um. I I couldn't see us women. Utah, Arizona, Oregon State. That's all three at home. So um, the prediction that I have seen is Herbert might be back for the Utah game. So yeah. that's big. might be
0: that'll be big. That'll get you in that bowl game, Jason. Right there, that'll get you yeah. in that bowl yeah, game nice. if you you can get in back. But yeah, you. Coach is building something. Your defense is already improved this year a hundred times mm-hmm. over. Oh, yeah. I don't know, you give up forty nine, but it's it's hard to go on the road and beat Stanford when you don't have a quarterback and the way they they physically dominate you. It's just it's it's just one of those things. But if your quarterback comes back, I think you can beat Utah or Arizona and Oregon State. So you can win two out of those yeah. three easy. At Washington, yeah. I don't think you're going to beat Washington after them losing last night or last night, whatever it was. So, good luck to you, buddy.
2: Because I talk about the playoff for the Pac-12? Yeah. I think everybody's yeah. done except USC winning out. That's the only shot. I think, and USC only what about because about the name. No. What about no. Washington? They're Washington done. wins out, the, but
0: you
2: don't think they make it? This drink of schedule is weaker than paper mache.
1: So uh-huh.
2: and it's, it's and it's not because I hate Washington, it's just the non conferences is weak.
0: So, so I don't I mean Washington though, with making the playoff last year. We're playing Bama decent. Um you don't think they have a shot if they won out. So who, well, they let's I'm, I'm pulling up their schedule right now. I'm pulling up their schedule. They, they got go a chance. To Stanford State losing didn't help them. They go to Stanford in a couple of weeks. That's uh, going to be
2: a tough game. Well, if they game. beat them,
0: yeah, but yeah. if they beat them though, if they beat them, win the Apple Cup, uh, who would they play in the Pac-12 championship game?
2: Um, USC. Well, that's going to be a two-loss
0: USC team.
2: If, it, if it's It'll between Washington be and one-loss Washington team is a one-loss Clemson team, who's getting in? Clemson. Yeah, no shot. Um, I think you're going to have to look at a lot of more chaos. And they could uh, I could happen. let's call
0: this pull-off.
1: I think the conversation's more of, you know, Washington winning out, what does the Big 12 do? Uh, that directly... Mm-hmm. Uh, affect them and, and if they can get in or not That Arizona State loss is very bad Granted, you still have quality wins Against Stanford, against Oregon Against USC And um, I guess Washington State uh, And you know they're back, the, It's just that the back half of their schedule Is so loaded That loss to Arizona State last night Was just mind-numbing If anybody watched it, it Was so frustrating I I, I, I was so frustrated Watching that game because a power five team of that magnitude should not have a kicker who can't hit a 27- or a 21-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's my biggest issue there. Arizona State, coaching-wise, did a great job completely to Washington off their game by changing their entire defense. And it's just Phil Bennett, who was a good defensive coordinator at Baylor. Let's not forget that. Um, you know, it was just the kicking woes for Washington are a joke.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. They, yeah. They Jason, you. you may be right, buddy. Jason, you may be yeah. right on that.
2: Eh, might be the first time, might be the millionth time
0: that I'm wrong, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> we, so. Yeah, we all are. All Hi right, buddy, thanks <laughs> for calling in. Keep listening. We're we're about done for tonight. Um yeah, Jason knows the pack twelve probably better than anybody does, so if he doesn't think they can get in, I don't either. But yeah, you go on the road and you score seven against Arizona State. I mean, there's something something wrong there. And then you look at that schedule, and you, you have to ask yourself, how good are they? How good is Washington? I mean, they beat Rutgers, uh, Montana, Fresno, Colorado, Oregon State, Cal, and then all of a sudden they lay an egg, 13-7 to 7 on the road at Arizona State, and they start to play UCLA, Oregon, at Stanford, Utah, Washington State, Jonathan. I don't think it's seen that lost the – Arizona State, who scored seven points, is going to be able to run the table the rest of the um, way?
1: Probably not. And, and, you know, for Washington, going into the year, we knew they were going to have uh, some struggles because they lost their two best pass rushers. They lost um, three three guys in the secondary who all went in the second round of the NFL draft. Um you, you, you lost uh, some of your key offensive linemen. They lost their left tackle in the game last night. You lost your deep your deep threat at wide receiver and Fred Ross. You know, if they can't establish the run, they can't win. And that's the thing with Washington right now. They need to be able to run the ball because they have two very good running backs, and, uh Gaskin and Coleman. Uh but, you know, it's gonna be very tough. Stanford is coming on right now that lost San Diego State in another one of those games that makes you scratch your head and go, What the hell? Um, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be very interesting to see how this all shapes out for the Pac-12 because they could easily be eliminated in the next couple of weeks.
2: And the, and then Jonathan, since you really didn't get your thoughts on it, but what are your thoughts on the Notre Dame USC guy? Oh, it's not
0: the it, Glenn. You said not the
1: it. I mean, I think we're going to get a great game. I haven't watched a lot of Notre Dame uh, this year, unfortunately. Uh, for those who don't know, I've been in Idaho um, for since the first week of, last week of August. I just got back to Florida. So, my college watching has been a little intermittent, um, mainly Notre Dame because the uh, um, people I was with cared more about Michigan. So, we didn't really watch Notre Dame because, you know, nobody likes Notre Dame. Um but I will tell you, from what I have seen, their name looks improved. Wimbush uh, has had, obviously, his ups and downs. Uh, you got a great running back there, Josh Adams. Uh, I think the fact that USC's defense is very successful to big plays, plays really well to Adams' hand because he's very good, you know, at, at, at busting off big plays. Um, You've got to hope Brandon Wimbush is up for the moment, and that defense is going to be tested. This is probably going to be their first real big test against a big-time quarterback because when they played Georgia, that was the uh, Fromm's first game as a true freshman. Where if you get Sandy Arnold, or Darnold, however you pronounce it, um, and he's probably the best quarterback in college. And Sandy, yeah. I'll tell you what, that what, his team's down. He comes back. Like, like you, when, when you had a lead on him, you get really nervous because he finds a way to gut back. You saw what happened against Texas. You, you saw what happened against uh, Utah last night, and you also saw what happened against Washington State where he kept coming back. Granted, his interceptions what field it. Um, I, I think this, this has actually been a really good contest. I can't wait to watch it, and I'm really glad Florida State plays all their games at noon now because usually there's not very many other noon games worth of watch. <laughs> I guess it's the benefits of uh, rooting for a team that's not that good uh, so I can watch all these other games. So I think we're going to get a great contest. I get an edge to name, uh, because they're at home, and USC is so banged up, and their name is coming off a bye. Um, I think they can take care of business here and get a W. But, you know, this is going to be Wimbush's first real big, big-time moment, and can he actually handle the pressure if, if he gets punched in the mouth and the team's down?
2: What I, what I will say about this is with USC's offensive line really being banged up I know you haven't been able to watch Notre Dame much but their defense is much better and they have a pass rush this year so if they can start getting pressure I mean I think that's going to be big if they can start getting pressure to Darnold and uh, and uh, really contain their run game I really think USC could be in trouble and uh, Notre Dame's secondary is decent so if if they if they don't give Darnold much time, I I think that's going to be the key to this game, is if Notre Dame can get their run game going, because Notre Dame has one of the best uh, running games in the nation this year, and then if Notre Dame's defensive line can pressure Darnold, I think that's going to be the keys to the to the game.
1: I mean, the Notre Dame by is... forty. <laughs> Stop. Stop, so. I, mean, I mean, the the question is, because he Darnell can handle pressure. That's not an issue. Uh, he's been dealing with it all year. Can you contain Ronald Jones? I mean, And, obviously, your secondary is going to be cut to the line. You're going to have to bracket covers Deontay Burnett, which I don't know why most people haven't. He should be bracketed and doubled at all times. Uh, but can you contain Ronald Jones? Because he's been very good this year. Uh, and, you know, if, if Notre Dame going to be Stanford. And that's, you, know, you know, where, you know, yeah, we put up 27 points. Yeah, we also gave up 42. You know what I mean? Like, like what is Notre Dame really going to be when we face them? Because, again, first big test, yes, that's home, yes, you're going to walk by, yes, we're playing a Wounded animal But you're also playing the best quarterback in college football. And that's going make a difference. We saw that last year with Deshaun Watson. We, we saw that with James Winston in 2014 where, you know, the teams kept getting down, and somehow they kept finding ways to bring it back. And so, you know, at, at some point, you have to wonder when either his magic's going to run out or if he's going to grow up against a really good team. Because I think that before the year, I thought Notre Dame had a shot to win 10 games. This was a team that I kept looking at, and I'm like, man, I don't have a great read on them because I think that they have a test poor head coach. We don't know what is going to be. It's been all hype, and can the defense get turned back around? because we knew there were guys coming back and they were going to get healthy and whatnot. Um, you know, so now here's your test. Michigan State's a big team, but that wasn't the test, okay? Notre, uh, USC is your test. If you beat USC, we got to worry about Stanford. You know, if we beat Stanford, we can be talking about 11-1 Notre Dame, you're in the playoff. You know I mean? I mean, there's obviously teams are – somebody's going to have to lose, but you're in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I'm taking it yeah. one game at a time. First up is USC, and I mean, yeah. and I think, and I credit, and I credit, uh, Brian Kelly a lot because he went back after last season and he re-evaluated re- everything. I mean, he changed, he changed everything. He got out and got a new strength and conditioning coach because Notre Dame was getting banged up a lot the past few seasons. He changed that. went out got a new got went out got a new offensive coordinator and new defensive coordinator. And I mean, a lot of people have liked to rag on Kelly, but I mean, I I think he's a better head coach than a lot of people are willing to give him credit for and he's and he put his ego aside and he's became the head coach and is doing what head coaches should do and is not managing the offense or defense. And I, I've and I've seen improvement every game. So I'm hoping with this bye week they're ready to go. They're fired up since it's USC and go out and show what they can do.
0: Well, Quinn, I think I can get a show maybe Thursday night. We can do one to talk about some of these games. Um, hey, guys. Right. Jonathan, something funny. I just Saw on uh, the internet Stidham's interview, and uh, mm-hmm. one thing that and this stuns me: he does not have power to audible out of a plate once it's called. I, so if he knows that that he's about to get his ass kicked, he cannot audible out. Do you believe that? That's ridiculous. Do you believe that's, that's that? a big problem? And, no and I just wonder. had two Auburn boosters call me on this show right now while I've been sitting here, and I can't answer it. But something big must be uh, about to happen at Auburn, or something must have happened. I don't know what it was, but we're going to find out. Hopefully, Malzahn's been fired. That's what I hope I get tonight before I go to sleep. But if you're can't, if you a five-star quarterback and you're in a top program, you can't audible, then – um, you don't need to be the quarterback number one or you need a new coach number two. So I think it's probably we need a new coach. But um some big games this weekend coming up. We'll preview those Thursday nights. Guys, I have to run anyway. It's eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Right. Little man little man needs me. My wife will kill me if I stay on any longer. So uh <laughs> Um Thursday night walk we'll, and we'll preview the Florida State Louisville game. That's a big one. Yeah. Um Florida State-Louisville game, the revenge game. Auburn-Arkansas, we'll see if we still have a coach. Notre Dame-USC, Bama-Tennessee, you know, that's a huge game. Right. 35-point line on it already. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have a show Thursday night if that's good with everybody. Yeah. We'll make it Sounds work. good. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Everybody take care. Jonathan, welcome back. Glad to have you back. And we'll talk to you all this week, guys. All right, boys. All right. Bye.